The Fend, brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook and The Graph Group. Hello and welcome to The Fan. This is episode 21, Queensland. They are state of origin champions for 2020. Who on earth would have thought we'd be saying that at the start of the series? What an effort there by Wayne Bennett. Welcome to The Fan, our final episode of the year. My name is Adam Hawes. I'm with Gary, Jimmy, Jack, former Blues great. Uh, Jimmy, wasn't it great to see a full stadium last night and a thrilling contest to round out what has been an extraordinary year? Yes, good afternoon, Adam. Yes, it was. It was great to see what 52,000 screaming Queenslanders there. So there was an advantage for the Queenslanders having the crowd there for the first time all year, really, in front of a crowd. So it made to a great night and a great occasion. Yeah, sure. Well, so much to talk about coming out of last night as we wrap up season 2020. Jimmy will tell us where the Blues went wrong. They were supposed to win this one. Three zip. Should Brad Fittler stay on as coach? Is Jairo a grub? We'll get to that big issue last night. Very controversial. And we'll also have our end of season awards, the Fens. But firstly, last night, Suncorp Stadium, Queensland 20, New South Wales 14. They win the series 2-1, ending the Blues' two-year winning run. Uh, they were $3.30 outsiders, the Maroons. Jimmy, how did they do it? Well, you know, I suppose he made a, I think he made a few blunders there, Freddie. I think he's sticking with those, those four forwards off the bench, which he did from game two. I think that was a, an error. He should, he should have had a back there as a utility player. Um, you know, he went in there with his, the same team more or as, as much as he could uh, from, the, from the game before, and um, they really struggled. But they struggled also out wide, and they're, they're both their centres, they were out of position. So I just don't know how you can pick a fullback and a 5'8 in the centres. They got away with it because of Tedesco. He was outstanding in games one and games two. And as soon as we lost him in the third game, um, New South Wales sort of lost their way. After so, 19 minutes, it was 6-all. It was 6-all, yeah. It, it, New South Wales sort of lost their way. And in the forwards too, you know, he needed probably some big boppers up front just to, to rip in. And uh, our guys ripped in, but not as much as what I would have liked Um for the forward to do so, I think uh, overall, um, yeah, he should have made a lot of changes for the betterment of the side, but he stuck with the same team and it was probably his downfall. So you talk about Pappenhausen and the bench was exposed because Tedesco went off early and they moved Gutherson to fullback, which is fair enough, he plays mm. fullback for Parra, but then Isaiah Yo, who played centres years and years ago for Penrith, but not for a long time. Well, I used to play lock years and years ago too, but I hadn't played there for a while. So he was so. shifted out. He was shifted out there, and uh, yeah, at, at Origin level, you're always going to be oh, tough, found out. Exactly tough. Yeah, when he's he, who he's marking, you know, the Queensland gay guy. He was always going to be hard to hold. So yeah, they had some some uh, some mistakes there in selection. But look, I also think that yeah, Nathan Cleary is going to come in for a lot of criticism here, and I've already heard some of the criticism. I don't think it's warranted. You know, he's a young bloke. He's the future for New South Wales. Yes, he may have hit rock bottom the last couple of weeks with the grand final loss, and now, you know, we've lost the Origin Series. You can't blame him. He's a player that you've just got to... He'll, he'll, he'll be much better for it next year for New South Wales. We need to obviously stick with him. Uh, he is the future for the New South Wales. He wasn't the reason why we lost. You know, he's a young bloke, lost his captain. He stepped up to be captain from vice-captain. And it just didn't work. The Queenslanders were too enthusiastic. Mm. You know, I must congratulate the Queenslanders, you know, for being the worst side in 40 years. Um, 
It's a great tag. So if they're the worst side in 40 years, we must be the the second worst. (laughs) We'll get to that in a moment. But just on Nathan Cleary, I did find it a little concerning that coming off such a great performance last week, Hmm. I thought his confidence would have been sky high. And I just thought there was a few moments in that last five minutes when the game was there to be taken into extra time. I think he threw a pass and hit the ground. There's a chip kick that went nowhere in his own half. A bomb that went straight up. And uh, straight up and down, and, mm. and there was a he took a hit up and lost the ball. Mm. That was all in the last five or so minutes. That, yeah. That's a worry from your from your number seven when the game's on the line. Yeah, well, that's that's pressure. That's what it's all about. That's how you become a great player uh, is playing under pressure. And like, he's only just turned 20, 23 years of age. So yes, there were some errors there. Um, I don't think he had much help. You know, um, I don't think Cody Walker actually gave him much help there as, as a five eight uh, teammate. I thought he had a very quiet game. I really think that Jack White could have got a lot more involved than what he did for being, you know, when he takes a game by the scruff of the neck, he can cause, cause a lot of havoc. He was he was very quiet as well. So he wasn't on his own there. It sort of can't fall all on him um, for the team losing. Yeah, and Pappenhausen should have been there. He, he should, should have been on the bench. A we- absolute weapon. He was the best player at the end of the season. I know White and won Dalian, but when that season finished, Everyone's talking about Pappenhausen, Clive Churchill medalist. He was dynamite. Mm. How the Blues couldn't find a place for him somewhere mm. is astonishing. And, I mean, Nathan yeah. Brown, who did a great job and had a great season with the Eels, didn't but get he, a lot of game time. You, you should have just stuck him on the bench yep, instead of Brown. But, but that was always going to happen. Like, Adam, like if we lose a back, which we lost, you know, we lost our fullback, who was going to go back there? Okay, Gutho goes back there, which creates another problem for who's going to go to the centre. Having four forwards, you can. it has to be a forward that goes back there for the shuffle. So there wasn't too much thought put into they were successful game two, 34-10. They ripped it up. They ripped it up. This time they've had an injury and they couldn't do the same thing. It was just, a, a, you have to have a plan A and a plan B. The plan B was non-existent. It just it was off the top of the head. But apart from the reshuffle, I am th- think from a Queensland perspective, when they got news on the weekend that Ryan Pappenhausen wouldn't be playing, yeah. what do you think they did? They oh, would have been have celebrating. A, absolutely, yeah, chucking a party because there's no substitute for speed and he is the fastest bloke. Well, he's up there without a, without a car in the game, giving the ball and it's, it's a try in the clear. and he's So he's an absolute match winner. So... Yeah, wing, uh, centre, fullback, put him anywhere, just have him on the field. Yeah. Now, uh, his teammate Cameron Munster was absolutely outstanding. Now, do you play it against Wally Lewis? Was this a Wally-type performance from Cam Munster? Yeah, look, he's very much his own player. Like, he's different to Wally and he's different to Lockyer. He was absolutely fantastic. That left foot step, he's very creative, very sort of flighty, chip over the top, grubber kick. Wally couldn't do that sort of stuff. Wally could take control of a game and could kick and could throw the long passes and go to the line. This bloke's got a lot more, well, a lot more footwork. I'd say skill, but foot, footwork and, and vision. Like when he got in the clear there to set up the try there for Eldrick Lee, like he's kicked it 25 metres across field, had the vision to know that there were people out there when he kicked off his left foot and they've scored in the corner. Like, that's just, you, don't, early, you don't see in, yeah. that. It was early in the tackle count too. Yeah, exactly you, you early in the care, tackle count. Yeah, yeah they, oh, New South Wales were on their try line, second tackle, rather than trying to put pressure on, he just went, well, there's no one there, I'll kick it. And a fantastic kick. And he, he made a number of breaks and he was just outstanding uh, all game. And, you know, he, he's, he's he apparently wanted, he told uh, Mal Meninga he wanted to stay on the drink for a couple of more days. <laughs> before they go into camp. So he's a real party boy. Well, he said back on the stage last night, he said he was looking forward to Byron Bay and getting all the boys getting we shouldn't together. Let him, we shouldn't let him in. <laughs> he can't just take the series off us and we let him party That's at one right, of our, yeah. our best holiday yeah, spots. Come yeah, on. Exactly. But, um, yeah, he was he was a great player. And, unfortunately, you know, we lost him. Well, Queensland's lost him in game two. And 
Um, you know, it was a big loss for them and they couldn't recover, but he certainly showed how good a player he is up against uh, Cody Walker. He certainly outshone him. If you were picking the Australian side, he'd be the first one picked. Who was the best party animal when you played? Oh, Block was pretty good. Yeah, Benny was pretty good. Yeah, oh, they liked to sing a few songs, and yeah, that, that Block and Blenny, they normally, oh, Kerry Hemsley was also very good. Oh, him, he, he could party for two or three days. Those two sort of led... The, Neil Pringle was outstanding too. The, the Bing and Swing, who lives up in the Gold Coast now, he was just sort of pre-before me at 81, 82 at uh, Tigers, and there was no one better than Bing. Bing was the best. Um, Agpar the Agbars, <laughs> or pack your bags, that is in slang. Here comes the Bing and Swing. He was, uh, he was a real character. Okay. Well, All the some... best to you, Bing. I hope you're listening. We might get some more stories out of you uh, <laughs> off mic a little later on. <laughs> Uh, Harry Grant, um, you'd be glad to see him leaving the Tigers after that performance. Oh, yeah, great decision to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't contribute much to the game. Well, when he came on after 25 minutes, that sort of that's was the momentum shift that the Queenslanders needed to score just before half-time. And then after half-time, he, he made a break, and then he scored a, scored that try, which put them ahead. You know, was it, uh, I don't know, he put up made them 20, I think it might 20 or 16 points to, to six. Uh, he was sensational when he came on. I didn't realise how good a player he was. He's only 20. Yeah. He's actually a New South Welshman, you know. His old man was from Port, from Port Macquarie, and the old man only went up to Queensland to get a job, and that's why he stayed up there. So he's a New South Welshman. He's one of us. So he went up and got a job and, he, and, and also... That, and fell in love up there, and yeah. But he is a New South Welshman. That's outrageous. Just like Inglis when will, they, when will they leave us alone? What about... Uh... <laughs> hey, well, they don't need that, that. That confirms the Storm don't need Cameron Smith next year. As great Cameron as who? he has been, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cameron, who? Thanks for your time, Cam. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're done. Yeah, yeah. Just do your book. He you probably won't need to um, play again with the money you make off, off his book. Uh, look, the Blues, they did defend stoutly. We'll give them some credit there. Queensland did dominate possession 63% uh, mm. late in the second half, last mm. time I saw that. Now, what about the Blues? Should they have been awarded a penalty try to Josh Adokar when he was taken out by Corey Allen, who got 10 minutes in the bin with a few minutes to play? Yeah, look, I I thought that it was a try. I thought he kicked it. The, bur- the ball would have certainly would have stayed in play. Um, he did go around the outside, and, that, and they took him out. Um, he would have got there first, I've no doubt about that. But... There was no way was the uh, the video umpire going to give that decision up there. Look, we didn't deserve to get that close anyway. They had probably three chances, that top left-hand side there with uh, with Valentine Holmes where they should have scored, but some great defence. He dropped the ball there once when the line was wide open. So really, I think at the end of the day, the scoreline flattered New South Wales. Um, but yeah, I think it was a try to get out car, but um, it wasn't to be. What about Queensland's back five? Uh, Corey Allen, Val Holmes, Dane Gagai, Branko Lee, Edric Lee, I mean, with all due respect, that's a far cry from the, the Queensland sides you used to face. Yes, it is. So it's a credit uh, to them that they'll, it, get, they'll get the job done. Yeah, Branko Lee, he's a second rower. Edric Lee's come in like it's his first, it was his debut. Uh, Holmes really hadn't played for, hadn't played, yeah, probably second game in, um, in six weeks. Gagai, Gagai's a proven. Gagai's yeah. proven. He's a proven match winner. But you know he plays on the wing for for South Sydney, so he stepped in and again played mm. fantastic for Queensland. And Allen was his taboo. He's a bit nervous. He dropped the ball early on, but I think his best position is certainly full back. So those guys at the back line, those back five were were great for Queensland. Yeah, were fantastic. Who'd you go up against? Belcher, Meninga, I, I Close. Belcher. I had so we had Miles. Belcher, Shearer, uh, Meninga, Close, or or Miles. And then you might have Les Kiss on one wing, 
Boasted? Bowie was only there 84, mm. and then you had Wally and uh, Alfie there yeah. at the 7 and 6. So you had Mal, uh, Gino, they were the great combination with Belcher coming in. And then Sometimes you had Choppy, sometimes Choppy was on the wing, and certainly Dale Shearer, who was a yeah, great player, Dale Shearer, he was the other winger. So they were all big units. Mm. They were big boys. Uh, they were like 6'2", 16 stone. Myself, Chris Mortimer, Mick O'Connor, we were about 5'10", about 13 stone, and they were hard to handle, those boys, but um, you had to get into their face and put them on the ground, and you had to try and wear them out because, you know, they were big and strong. It always took two to tackle them. You had to put them on, the, on their backs and uh, try and wear them down because their fitness wasn't that good. They will be big and powerful. What about the angry man, Michael Hancock, when he came on the scene? How would you get him on his back? Oh, him, he just used to run in circles all the time. you just show him the sideline, he'd run in circles, and you'd get him <laughs> on the second time round. <laughs> so... The commentary about this being the worst Queensland team of all time, and I, I must point out, not everyone was of this opinion. Mm. I mean, who knows if that's true, but just quietly, I don't think this was the greatest New South Wales team of all time either. I, I don't think there'd be too many in this Blues team yeah. who would challenge for a place in, say, the greatest yeah. New South Wales team yeah. of this of this millennium even. Yeah, look, I think Gal was just a bit worked up. and Poor old Gal, he, he probably needs a bit of... Um, some therapy. He's had 10 years of playing against the Queenslanders and 10 years of getting belted and losing. So for him to come out and say that it's the worst you know, side that Queensland ever put together, Gal should just take an aspirin and just shut up. You know, it's the worst thing you can do is to say something. Um, you know, he's very emotional and and it backfired on him. And, you know, when DCE gets up there and says, I just want to say thanks for receiving this award, the worst Queensland side ever. Oh, it's just, you know, there's a lesson there and we won't tumble into it again for New South Wales. Shut up. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, he certainly rubbed it in there. Daily Cherry Evans. Uh, Freddie, for, uh, for his matter, he says the series was lost in the first half in Adelaide, which I think we agree with because we spoke about this when they were up 10-0, the Blues, they had a mountain of possession and they just didn't take their chances and Queensland yeah. ended up winning that game. And I think you can trace it back to that one. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. We should have We should have won that one. But, you know, we didn't, so why didn't we win it after leading 10-0? Uh, we were a bit complacent. I think New South Wales were a bit complacent. They thought it was just going to happen. And um, the Queenslanders showed some great spirit that second half, as we spoke about. And, uh, that look, they probably knew the second game was going to be tough. And you could see after the second game, even though we gave them a shellacking at 34 points to 10, you know, uh, in Sydney... Wayne Bennett wasn't concerned. He's laughing and joking with the boys after the game, telling a few jokes. To, yeah, He wasn't concerned because he knew it was all about getting his team together in that right environment for one big match at uh, at Lang Park. I'll always call it Lang Park rather than Suncorp. That big match up there, and that's all he was concerned about. One-on-one, -on -one, they know that they'd won, what, eight out of 11 deciders there at, at Lang Park, uh, which is a remarkable achievement, and that's all he focused on. And it worked. Well, that's why he was laughing, apparently. Someone just handed him the stats that showed that Queensland had won 8 of 11 against New South Wales in Decider. So he was pretty comfortable from that point yeah, on. Yeah, that's right. And, and I do say, you know, I think that's his greatest effort. I think that's his greatest effort as a coach. He only took over six weeks ago, you know, and he's been involved since 1986. That's what, 34 years ago. In fact, the first series he won was I was playing in 87, which was a, uh, a Decider had to be played. And he won that series, that's what, 33 years ago, and he's still coaching at 71 years of age. I think, you know, he's a remarkable coach and like him or, or, or don't hate him, I mean, he's got to be the, the greatest coach of all time that they've had, the Queenslanders have had. He had some great support there by Mal Meninga. And see, they did pick Mal Meninga as the greatest coach in the last 40 years. Great player, you know, had a great team, but I think Bennett's efforts um, 
Oh, I think he's just fantastic. And never mind the six weeks together. He had 14 debutants oh, through the series. That's extraordinary to bring yeah. them together yeah. and win a series where they were given no chance at all. He likened it to 2001 where he was coaching as well, where they also won that series 2-1 against a New South Wales team coming off a whitewash. Uh, they'd won 3-0 the previous year, and uh, they were the favourites, and he got the job done there with so many deputants. He brought Alfie back yeah, remember, for did, Game 3. Yeah. So he, he likens it to that. So incredible uh, coaching performance. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, He just keeps giving guys opportunity, and they reward him. They lift their game. Oh, there's Rupi there. Rupi's had a bit of a snore. <laughs> yeah, for people wondering where this snoring noise is emitting, it's not from Jimmy or myself as we're talking. It's, it's Rupi the pug. He's excited for 10 minutes and then just crashes. He's gone. He's got to lose a couple of kilos. He's too heavy. He's been told. <laughs> he's been told by the vet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, um, they, they were just, you know, Ben, it's a great effort. And those young blokes keep giving opportunities, as I said, and they step up. And, and they just, look, how happy were they when they won the game? Look, I'm just a, a spectator. And I was, they were all so excited and so happy to have won. It's great to see blokes that really, you know, it means so much to them. They'll give an opportunity and they stepped up, you know. Uh, sometimes in life you only get maybe one opportunity to win a state of origin and you've got to grab it with both hands and make the most of it. And they did. So it's great to see blokes play with passion and play with skill and, and you know, I f- full credit to the Queenslanders for the win. I really, I really, I mean that. They deserved it. Freddie's got a contract for the Blues, but does this put him under a bit of pressure, this result? He was supposed to win 3-0. Rightly or wrongly, that was the expectation. Yeah, I I think it it does. Um, I think it does put him under pressure. Um, you know him him and his team. Uh, no doubt he'll be there next year again. You know he's only lost the one in three years. But um, yeah, yeah, he needs to reassess himself. Um, you know, Freddie likes to do things his own way. He's an individual, but uh, I think he made a couple of big errors there, which uh, back backfired on New South Wales. And the other thing also, due to COVID, is I think it showed in this series you can't fly in. No. interstate for a match like that and expect to play at your best. And mm. it was the same for mm. Queensland in Game 2. They mm. were well off the pace. Mm. And New South Wales, again, in Game 3, well off the pace from what they showed in Game 2. Yep. So I think – and in Adelaide, I thought both teams were a bit flat. That game wasn't yep, the was. greatest quality. So I think mm. it just shows mm. you can't turn up off a plane, go to the stadium and play at your best. It just can't happen again. Yeah, well, Cameron Smith had said, um, he'd made a comment to the press that he said it's very difficult to turn up the, the game of the day and to play, and that's exactly what New South Wales did. They got there at 3.30 and they had to play at, you know, at 7.30. So is, he thought it was going to take something out of New South Wales, and he was 100% correct in his comments. You know, he's been out there and done it before. I've never done that before. So um, there's certainly something in it which... which um, dulled New South Wales and certainly gave Queensland an edge, plus the fact they had 52,000 people there too. I mean, Anastasia Palaszczuk, she's got to be part of the, the problem too. We've got to get rid of her. Well, she was just doing a job, wasn't now, she? Those Queenslanders, you know, they, they, at Lang Park, they either grow an extra leg or they grow an extra head or they grow something extra when they play at Lang Park. Moving right along, there was a controversial moment. Tedesco bringing the ball back in the 19th minute mark. Uh, he slipped. Papali came flying over the top accidentally collected Tedesco in the head with his knees. He was out straight away. Mm. Jay Arrow comes in, and the ball's come loose, by the way. Arrow picks him up, shakes him, and throws him back on the ground, and then realises after that, oh, hang on, he's knocked out. And he did put his hand up, yeah. saying, oh, someone needs to treat him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I, look, I wasn't... He was called a grub. Yeah, I, I don't think he's called a grub. I think that's, you know, it's just, it's just a... It's a contact game, you know, and he just went in to get the ball, and, you know... Uh, 
for whatever reason, he's grabbed him and, and shook him around a little bit. I don't think there's much in that. Like, if Tedesco wasn't knocked out, he didn't know he was knocked out. He's made the tackle. You'd say, well, that's fair enough. But because he's knocked out, you say, oh, he's a bit of a grub because he did what he did. I think it was just a just an accident that happened. Well, Freddie said it was a lack of respect. Bennett said Freddie's kidding himself. There was no lack of respect. Yeah. Personally, I think where Freddie's coming from is even if Tedesco wasn't knocked out, is that how you is that how you treat another player? It was very John Hopawati like picking him up, shaking him, and then just throwing him into the turf and rubbing his face in the turf. I mean, this is that necessary? It wasn't very John Hopawati like he just picked him up and 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 threw him into the ground. That's okay. Like blokes pick other blokes up and throw him in the ground. Off the ball, the, it's off the, the ball all the time. It happens all the time. It was not Hopawati like. It was just a, a good. A good, it's a confrontational game, Adam, and that's what or, it's origin. We're not playing Tiddy Winks or club footy. It's origin. It's, yeah, but it's off it's, the ball. Well, I don't care Chief. if it's off the ball. It's, it's been going on for 40 years. Don't try and you know clarify the game or, or pacify the game. What do you want to say to make it you know, nice and friendly? It's not friendly. It's warfare. So that's what goes on in warfare. What are you looking at? Oh, that's very passionate. Well, it you've, is. You've convinced me. That's what, that's what it is, mate. From, you know, now, you on, from that, now on, if someone's on the ground... And he doesn't have the ball. Gary Jack says it's fine to go up and rub his face in the dirt. Hit him as hard as you want. You know, when I, he's got the ball. When he's got the ball, if he hasn't he got the ball. the ball. If he hasn't got the ball, just hit him as hard as you want. So yeah. what? You know, they do it. Get in first. Don't wait for them to get you. You hit them first. You are cracking. It's been a long year, oh, and you've just cracked, mate. That's yeah, that's that's how. That's that's the hatred that you've got. To have for the, I do. I, I tell I you can't what, believe I've still got the no, hatred after no, actually, thirty I, years. That's where I do agree with you. I think after that happened, where was the New South Wales hatred? Yeah. Where, where did, why did, what would have happened in your day if that happened to Steve Mortimer? Say, yeah, well, would have all run into protection. Block, block would have straight in there. Yeah, one in all. It'd be Tungsy would have been there. Block would have followed him. Then Crusher would have been at the back. <laughs> Crusher. I would have thought Crusher could throw him. He's from the bush. Oh, yeah. Crusher would be, he'd be going in third block. They'd be going in. I've never seen Crusher throw too many punches. He more than takes him to the ground and, what was and, his and wrestles him. Crusher, Daisy. Blossom. Blossom. Blossom Possum, yeah. Well, that's what's that tell you? There's a, there's a clue there, isn't there? <laughs> All there is. He's a lover, not a fighter, Crusher. If you're listening, good on you, mate. Uh, now, the, the ratings weren't spectacular again, so I think that seals that origin will go back to mid-season next year. And test footy at the end of the year, which I think, oh, I think that's, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy with that too. And maybe maybe next year they can, as, as you mentioned there a couple of weeks ago, they can have like a three-week window there where we yeah. play the state of origin and everyone gets a bit of a rest that's not involved and you play your players and yep. then it doesn't interfere with the NRL competition. I think that has a lot of merit and Mr. Volani should look at uh, maybe pursuing that for an idea for next year, 2021. Right, episode 21, our final episode for the year, brought to you by George's Fine Meats. George's, a tenderness and flavour not seen in any other Wagyu like it on the market. It is the best eating Wagyu in the world. George's Meats celebrates 30 years this year of service, consistency and quality and its commitment to its community. And of course, you get 10% off, how good is this, 10% off your next order if you give them a code word. Yeah. Jimmy, you've been hard at work coming up with the code word for this week. What do you come up yeah, with? Uh, the code word this week is Munster. Yeah, it's Munster. He's yeah, fair enough. He's the the Munster. The Munster man is the code word for yep. this final episode. And I'm trying to find the other script. And we because <laughs> we do have a co-sponsor, the Graph Group. Don't yes, we? the Graph Group. Yes, have you got the Graph Group? <laughs> That's your. I, I can't find the Graph Group ad. Oh, just give us some me. sort of detail. The Graph Group. Who are fantastic? Any any work you need around your home or business, they are the guys to win the graph group. Dean on the graph group one three hundred. 
1-300-1300 is his number. Graffy, he's fantastic. He'll do anything for you. you know, from roofs to, to carpet, the Graff Group, great sponsors of The Fend. And uh, I'll come back to you with that number once I find it. Yeah, all right, keep looking. Uh, but take it from us, the Graff Group, they'll get the job done. Now it is time for it. the... You got it? I've got it. Got, yeah, brought to you by the Graff Group. All your building needs, repairs, construction and maintenance services, Sydney-wide. Call Dean on the Graff Group, 1300 047 233. That's 1300 047 233. Dean from the Graph Group. Well, Dean will be happy because that ad just went from 30 seconds to about two minutes. <laughs> Thanks, Dean. Now, the, it's time for the Fens, the award winners for 2020. I'm just going to come up with a few categories here and uh, let's, let's name your pick. Uh, best player for 2020, who have you got? Uh, best player for 2020, I'll go Nathan Cleary. I think he's been fantastic uh, all year. I think he's improved from last year. He's an even better player now, um, and I think he'll be even better next year. I was going to say Ryan Pappenhausen. I thought he was spectacular. Yep, very good choice. Best team performance. Got one? Best team performance uh, for the year. Most improved or best team? Oh, I just think uh, best team. Most uh, we'll come to most improved in a minute. Okay. Best team, I think uh, Penrith. Yep. Yeah, yep. to win to win seventeen. To in win, a row. yeah, to win the the minor premiership seventeen in a row be, would Incredible. be Penrith. Uh, yeah. Hasn't been done since nineteen fifty nine. Yeah, they hit the wall in the grand final. They but outside did. of that, they were yep. pretty spectacular. Best performance by an individual. The uh, Gary, the Gary Jack Award. They call this one. Oh well, yeah, I'll, I'll I reckon uh, the best the performance by Cody Walker there for South Sydney, uh, for South Sydney against St George there for about a month there he was absolutely on fire. No one could touch him. He had like. Had death adders all over his body. Um, so I reckon Cody Walker there towards the back end of the year was uh, fantastic, like in rare form. I'm just going to stick with the recent uh, Cameron Munster last night for Queensland. I just thought, wow, that was really good. Yep. Best try? You got one? Uh, I've got one. Yeah, which one? Micah Sivo running over the top of James Tedesco. Yeah, I'll, I'll second you. That yeah. was, yeah, that was pretty. And the lead up to it with Jennings, it was the, the whole game, it was top of the table, it was just. Yeah, I, and I would say I re, I have a try. It was a try scored by uh, was it Cody Allen, Corey Allen, uh, Corey Allen for um, for the Bunnies against Parramatta. That was a fantastic oh. try when they beat them thirty eight nil that night. Yeah, what that a, was a that was a great try. That one ran over. What a surprise! Ran over Gutho. What a surprise! You brought that one up. Huh? <laughs> uh, gee, they've had a few head knocks the Roosters this year, haven't they? Yeah, they've had. What, mm. I think I read something like. Uh, nine players have had head knocks um, so far yeah. this season. So, yeah, they've had a number of head knocks. So that would be a concern, um, absolutely, with their, with their key players. Best tackle of the year? That's an easy one. It'd be Josh Papali on the Gold Coast a halfback, I think it was. And he's in the clear front row, ran down a halfback uh, at, down in Canberra. What a great tackle. He was actually on the Gold Coast, but, yeah. Um, how's your research going? <laughs> what, uh, mine, Gutherson on Ghana. To seal Parramatta's top four place. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm. That was a try saver right on the try line. Yeah. It was a, I'll, I'll be proud of that one myself. Mm. It was a great tackle by by the Prince, Prince Gutho. Okay, what about um, best coaching blow up, the Tommy Radonikus Award? But the Tommy Radonikus Award. Oh, was there a good coaching blow up? I'll give you one. I'll give you one, okay. What about Ricky Stewart throwing a water bottle from the grandstand? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I second that. Anything involved with Ricky... Yeah, and blow-ups, I had him in there because he was an ultimate blower-upper on the field. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he gets my vote too. But overall, it's got to go to Craig Bellamy, doesn't it, for the 18th straight year? I mean, you saw in the grand final, up 26-6, and he's kicking chairs around. Yes, he's a perfectionist, and uh, that's probably why he's been in so many grand finals, because he expects perfection and he gets it. So there's another. There's a couple of good blow-ups. They're both Canberra teammates that played together in the in the 80s. So, yeah. gee whiz, that would be a good combo at half-time. Team on the Rise Award. Team on the Rise, I think that that would be, look, let's toss up between the Warriors and Gold Coast. I think they're both in for good years in 2021. I think the Bulldogs might have a decent year too. Do you? Yeah, they've recruited pretty well, yeah. I'd be surprised if it is. I don't know. I'm not saying win the comp, but yeah. Well, there's only one way to go when you finish second last. It's got to be up. Biggest flop of 2020. Da, 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 da. The Broncos. Has to be. Has to be. What did they lose? Oh, they've won three all season. Something like that? Three. Yeah. yeah. They won yeah. the first two. After that, they won one, lost eight, uh, lost seven, eight. Had, mm. Yeah, lost seven. Had one win after mm. we come back from COVID. So, yes, Broncos, big disappointment, um, you know, after 30-odd years in the competition. First spoon. And, yeah, first spoon. Uh, Well-deserved, too. And Anthony Seabold, wow. Look, he went up there with such fanfare and mm. just left with his tail between his legs. And, yeah. you know, look, the um, trolling issue took a bit of the, the spotlight off what went wrong up there, and it was yeah. just, it was just a yeah. shocker. Yeah, it is a shocker, you know. And there's no need for that sort of stuff, you know. It's all about footy. It's not about the other stuff. It's just ridiculous. Like I don't even read that sort of no. stuff. It's just about playing footy, and yeah, you know, everyone's got a you know, everyone's got their family that um, they love and care for. So that that should never be brought into it. It's um, it's all about footy. That's that's what the results are all about. Honorary mentions of biggest flop I thought might have been Sonny Bill Williams. There's a lot of hype about that. Really, sort of a bit of a fizzer. Well, he was, wasn't it? You wouldn't have thought so. Well, he didn't get much game time. No. I'm, not, I'm not bagging. Well, him so he much, wasn't but... right, was he? Yeah. That's why he didn't yeah. get much game time. He had that that's, that neck injury. Like he's whatever six or seven games, he's made an absolute mozza out of it. He's yeah. like he's he's won lotto, and um, he's picked up. Uh, yes, really, when it mattered, he couldn't play. He couldn't play the, the crucial game for the Roosters in the semis. Of course, if he's neck injury, then they go out the following week. So, yes, um, good PR for the game. So many, to, so many to choose from here, Jimmy, but worst referee decision for 2020. What would you go with? You got one? Oh, there's so many. I there was one know. that Cogra, Sharks player, Scott Sorensen, was awarded the try by the bunker on one replay, and he never even touched the ball. Yes. Uh, remember that one? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do remember that one. That was a very, very good yes. There's been a number of those decisions. Um, I think when the referee gets it wrong, when someone's 50 metres away downfield and they play the balls up near the trial line and they, they stop the game for um, to injure the poor player. Oh, that's, 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 I think you're right. That's the worst one. Yeah. And well, he was that, nowhere near, near play. Awarding time off. Time off. Calling time off for cramps for in a cramps. semi-final. Yeah, that's right. Vunavalu. Vunavalu. That, that'll, that'll do me. That should, you should be hung, drawn and quartered, that referee, for that decision. Um yeah, let's hope they learn from next year. But that's yeah, you can't be doing it. It's, it's an endurance game. Of course, people are going to get cramps. And, oh, oh, I've done a hamstring. Oh, he's got a cramp. We stopped the game. Come on. With the other team on the attack. That's a yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the best, the, the worst non-decision was not setting off uh, Jack Hetherington from the Warriors for taking off Marty Tapao's head for Manly. That was just a send-off every day of the week. Yeah, it was. And the best administrator of the year, mm. I would say... Without doubt, Mr. Volandis, what he's put together this year for us to, to have the season, to have the state of origin at the end of the year, when lots of all the other sports around the world have done nothing. They've just put their cue on their rack. I think it's been a fantastic effort. It showed what can be done if you've got a team that's committed. Um, follow the rules and make it happen. They made it happen 
and Peter, Peter Valencia is the chairman of the NRL and is to be congratulated for a great year. And thank you for giving us football to to enjoy. It would have been a tough six months without footy through this whole COVID thing. Yeah, well done, PVL. Enjoy your break. Biggest brain snap of 2020. Um, I've got Joey Leilua on Dylan Edwards. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Joey Lua has plenty of brain snaps. Uh, it's not the first one. So he probably would get first, second, third, fourth, fifth, <laughs> down to about tenth. Joey Lua. So yeah, no problem with that. He is the king of brain snaps. Most spectacular debut. I've got uh, Panthers winger Charlie Staines, the young Charlie. ace from Forbes. Uh, yeah. Four tries on debut, if you don't mind, against the Sharks. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Sheens. <laughs> and he got two the next week in half a game. So he's got six in, in, in one and a half games. One and a half games, yeah. That day at Penrith Park when he scored those try, and his mates were behind the try line. They were just taking pictures, having cans of beer. They were celebrating with him. That was so good. All his mates from Dubbo or Orange. It was just, it was just like how it should be back in, back in the old days, back in the 80s. It was great to see. And, you know, well, now that uh, Josh Mansour's moved moved on. I'm not sure Josh Mansour enjoyed the moment. No, I don't think he did either, no. <laughs> but now he's moved on. You would expect to see a lot more of Charlie Charlie Sheen's uh, this year or next year for the, for the Penny Panthers. Best line of the season. I didn't run this one past you, but uh, can you hear the cockatoos? They are going nuts here in <laughs> Sydney's northwest. Uh, we wouldn't have beaten the Dapto Canaries. Speaking of boots, we wouldn't have beaten the Dapto Canaries under eights. Yes, out there today. That was Dean Young. Dean Dragons Young. turned it up against the Knights. Yes, was that his last game? Pretty much. I pretty much was. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good on the Dapto. Dapto are a pretty tough side. Let me tell you, the under eights are particularly tough. They're not oh, as easy as what you think. The, the Canaries. Canaries under eights. Uh, they're a very strong team. Lions, Tigers, Bears, Canaries. Come and, on. Uh, I know, I know. It's, it puts the fear across to you. I know the Canaries. Unlike the Red Devils, the mighty Red Devils from down there. And the best politician dragging out an issue, oh. Cameron Smith on his playing future. He's a winner for sure. How long has that been going on? Uh, two months. Oh, at, le- at least two months. Mm. Yeah, maybe longer. Um, hopefully he'll make a decision soon before the start of the season. But look, as I said, um, you know, with Harry there, with Prince Harry there, who, Cameron who? He won't Ca- Cameron who? You're, I heard, oh. I've heard he won't play. Oh, hang on. Uh, last category, I forgot, nearly forgot. Most satisfying win of 2020, the Eels beating the Tigers. <laughs> final round of 2020 to seal a top four spot and spoil the party for Benji Marshall and Chris Lawrence. What a wonderful occasion. Yes, it was a wonderful occasion. Yes, good on you, mate. That's yeah. good. I think it's the okay. only win you had in the last 10 weeks of the season, so I'm glad... We couldn't make the eight, so I'm glad you guys did. And you went bang, bang out the back door. I haven't prepped you for this one, but Fend at the end. We need a, a final Fend at the end. And I thought we'd take it back to the Tigers. Yeah, uh, Josh Alloa. He hadn't prepped me for this one. That's good. But Josh Alloa, he wants out of the Tigers, even though he has a contract. He wants to sign with Manly for 2021. Yeah, well, look, I don't I don't blame him. Um, I don't think it's right what's happened. He's certainly got a contract, and players should honour their contracts that they've got with clubs. But uh, he's in a situation where the Tigers have... have have signed uh, James Tamu from Penrith, who's what probably thirty-four years of age, and they've probably signed him for eight hundred, eight fifty thousand a year for well two or three years. Uh, come in as probably captain next year, and he's on probably three fifty. He's probably every bit as good as Josh Alloa, so I think he's entitled to ask for a for an increase in his contract. Um, and the Tigers should uh, this should, should, should never got to the press. The Tigers knew that he needed a contract up, upgrade. They should have up, upgraded upgraded before. Um, before now without being in the press. So I think really they need to just sort out their recruitment and retention of players. Um, if Keith Barnes was there, and he had four or five of us that all played for Australia, if um, 
you know, if he thought we were being um, a little bit light on, he would uh, increase our contracts, you know, halfway through, mid mid through, at the, to upgrade everyone to make sure they're all on pretty well the same money. So, so it's called being proactive. It's being pretty proactive. So I think the Tigers need to be more proactive to keep players which they want to build a team around for the future. Just finally on that one, would you let him go to Manly if he's not happy or would you make him stay here and no, mow stay. the lawns as stay. a Tigers zone? He's got to stay. He has to stay. You know, we can't go letting players go because of... Because of that, otherwise you make a rod for your own back. He certainly has to stay. They need to sit him down, sort things out. You know, I, I'm disappointed also in the Tigers. What's happened with Josh Adokar too? Like he was going to come to the Tigers and be the fullback, and the word was he'd signed. Heads of agreement have been signed, and look what happens. All of a sudden, he's staying in Melbourne. So guess who's been used up to bump up his own price down there in Melbourne? Has been the Tigers, and we've ended up with Diddley Squat. So you know, it's it's just disappointing that that their recruitment attention. They need to look after the players that they want to keep and build a team around. And Josh uh, LIA is one of those players you want to keep. All right, sorry to put you in a bad mood there to finish the season because that is full time for the Fend in oh. 2020. A big, a big thank I haven't got to you yet. A oh. big thank you to our sponsors, <laughs> firstly, George's Five Meets Cherrybrook and the Graph Group. You might remember Jimmy's great read of the Graph Group's ad yeah, a little earlier. Yeah, best good, Dino. <laughs> and a big thank you to this man, of course, Jimmy Jack, for all his hard work yeah, this well, season. Thanks, well done. Well, thank you, Adam. Thank you for uh, giving us an opportunity. You know, 20, 21 weeks ago, we had this this brainstorming idea to call Defend and put a podcast together. and. It's been a lot of fun every week putting it together, and it's certainly been great. It's kept me involved in the game. It's certainly made me get up to speed with what's happening and, and all the players. It's been great for, for myself as, a, as an ex-player. So, And thank you for working with you. You've been excellent. Um, you've ran off me a few times. I've made you look good on a number of occasions, and I wish you all the best for the future for the Fend. Thank you. Thanks for a great year, mate. Well, mate, I only put it together just so I get some churros out of you down at Oliver Browns. <laughs> you still haven't got still one, have you? Happen. <laughs> but anyway, well, maybe over the summer. Thank you. Uh, importantly, though, to you at home for listening to The Fend. We appreciate your support. We've had good numbers and a, a big thank you to you. Have a really good summer. Enjoy the festive season and we'll see you again in 2021. Thanks, everyone. All the best for 2021.